0: Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hello there writing teacher how are you today and thanks for coming back um, to part two of how coaching the high jump is like teaching writing i am so glad you are here and i can't wait to get into this part because this is where we show all the parallels to coaching and teaching writing there are so many um that's why i'm so excited about this analogy because i just think it is such a great way to share why we want to do certain things in writing instruction and um you know just how similar it is to coaching and even though i'm talking about high jump coaching it is very similar to any type of coaching and i might talk about that a little bit more but here we go so hopefully you listened to the last episode and if not you really should so that you can understand this a little bit better but The first thing that I talked about the coach doing with my daughter was to ask her about her approach. So he really asked her questions and got some information. The information happened to be about her bar height, her, her PR. So her highest bar, um, height that she's cleared, and then her approach. And we talked about what the approach is in the last episode. And this makes me think of writing because we always want to get information from our students that is more than just what's on the page, we want to know their approach to writing, we want to know how they come up with ideas. And if they know how to come up with ideas, we want to know how they feel about it, right. So he has even asked questions, not at this point, but you know, how did that feel or how's it going for you? Um, I think he did actually ask about her approach though and how the distance was feeling for her. And so asking information, that's kind of that behind the scenes part of writing the approach, how do they plan? Do they even know how to make a plan? Do they try to make a plan? Um, So there are so many things that we would also ask, and not necessarily before they start writing, but about the time before they start writing or parts of the process of writing. So asking questions is so valuable for our writing instruction. When I start out with teachers, before we ever really get into conferring in order to teach a new skill to a student, we talk about conferring as a way to gather information about our students. And this is about things like I just mentioned um, about their writing identity, about their planning um, or how they generate ideas, but also things like what do they feel strong about in their writing. Um, do they make? how do they make go about making revisions? All kinds of things that we ask them so that we can get to know them, get to know their process and therefore really be able to help them out um, as we support them. So that was the first thing he did and he got some really valuable information. And then the next thing that he, well, I'm sorry, part of that was getting the bar height, right? And so in his case, it was just asking the question in our students case. It's a little bit different than that because for us, the bar height is the, you know, highest level of product that they're able to produce. So how do we find that out? Well, we have to let them do it. We have to let them show us. So let's say Callie, well, the next part in her training session was that without any instruction, he said, show me your jump. And she did. So independently she showed him the jump and how high she was able to jump and what her jump looked like, right? For us, as the teachers of writing, we need to allow our writers to write independently, completely on their own, almost no directions. Okay. Um, And then see what they are able to produce that's their bar height. What can they independently do so that we can assess how far they are going right now. And that's exactly what he did for her. And every jumper has a different bar height. And every student has a different level of product that they're able to produce right now. And if we don't know that, we're not going to be able to move them forward. Right? So this is exactly what we need to do as well. We need to find their bar height, find their PR. And the only way to do that is to let them write independently. Okay. So then I talked about how the trainer was watching her, right? He was observing the jump, not only to see her hit that bar height, but to see everything about what she does as a jumper in order to make that happen as writing teachers, while our students are writing independently, we want to observe them to see what they do as writers. So the product that they produce, we're going to look at to see what they are able to produce, right? But as they are writing, we want to observe them because we get a lot of information from this as well. We are going to see things like how engaged they are, how often they need to take breaks, whether or not they, they can they have stamina to sit and write for a little while. We can also observe to see things like whether or not they've revised as they're working on their draft. Um, when they're younger writers, how much of their picture are they spending time on and how does that work? Uh, do they do a picture before writing or vice versa? Um, if they are older writers, even little things like, are they erasing everything that they just put? And that can be for younger writers too. Um, Do they get stuck often? And then, you know, we would have to find out what it is they're getting stuck on, but observing them as writers is also so important to us because it's part of that information gathering about behaviors of writing, not just the um, product that we see as writers. And then I'm going to go back a little bit because part of our gathering information, and I mentioned it before with the coach, she asked, you know, the coach asked a little bit about the approach, but the coach is also going to be asking questions throughout the training session about how things are going for them. Um, And we need to do that as well to be able to get information. So I kind of mentioned this already, but as they are writing, we go and talk to them and we ask them how things are going. We ask them why they made a certain decision. We ask them how they think they're going to um, change or revise something. We ask them what they're going to do next. And we get even more information then about them as writers and their process so that we know how to support them um, in whatever they may need. So the coach observes the jump the whole way through, right? From the starting point, the run, and till they get on the mat. And we are also gonna observe them during all um, different times of you know, writing and how they go through the writing process. Now when we go back to the trainer again. Remember he has information such as their um, bar height, right, their PR. So we have that information after looking at this product that the writer has given us. And they have now observed their jump we have observed our writers as they have been writing and we've both coach and writing teacher have been asking questions. So now the next step that the coach did while he was observing actually was to analyze and evaluate the jump. And they are looking for the most foundational skill or the skill that's going to, that is needed, that will have the biggest impact for the jumper. And If you're coaching a jumper and any, any jumper at any level, really, I'm sure there's always something to improve. And I know for a fact that Callie has several things that she would need to improve in her jump, because as I um, have said before, in the first episode, she is a very novice jumper. It's only, will only be her second season and she did not have proper training. And so he knows there's a lot of things she's going to need to work on and continue to try but he needed to look to see exactly what she needed at the moment and what was going to be preventing her from moving on that he needed to teach her. And I believe I mentioned in the last episode, there were actually two things. The first thing was a really quick fix for her. She needed to um, have a further distance for her approach so that she could speed up faster um, towards, you know, when she's about to jump. So moved her back. It worked. She did it twice. It was fine. They stuck with it. So it was a very easy fix, but that was the first thing. Even though he had something else in his mind, he knew that had to be first. And then he said there was something with her leg, uh, the distance of her legs when she went, when she jumped that he had to fix. Now, are there, again, other things, things that happened during the jump when she's going over the bar? Absolutely but he knows that what's most helpful for her and what she has to get right is the shoulder width um, distance of her legs when she is jumping. As writing teachers, we take the knowledge from that writing piece and the knowledge from observations and questions, and we decide what it is this writer needs in order to be able to move forward. And I guess I should say to move forward independently right to continue to move on because the writer is going to know exactly how this one thing works and move on. So he, this trainer had to talk about the approach first before he talked about the jump part, because he knew if she didn't have enough speed, she was never going to be able to go any further. So there's no reason to talk about that jump part and the shoulder with legs, right? When I am looking at a writer and I see all the the information about the strengths that they have and the things that they do as writers, and I look and see okay, no, you know, they really don't have much elaboration. They are quick and to the point, they say one thing and, and move on, they don't explain it very much. However, I also know from observing this writer that they do not have much stamina. And they don't have, um, much of a way to kind of keep going when, when they get stuck on something. Right. And so I might be able to help them with elaborating. However, as they move on in their career as writers and they go to the next grade, if they still are not able to problem solve on their own or increase their stamina, they are only going to be able to progress so far with that elaboration They're because they're not going to have as much time. They're not going to be able to practice using elaboration if they hardly even get any writing done. So we need to find what is that foundational skill, meaning what is the skill that's most important to be able to have this writer independently improve and then continue to improve. And, sometimes these skills are really close and it might not make that much of a difference in what you're going to teach first, right? So let's say Callie's approach was fine and it was this thing with her, the shoulder width apart legs and something with her um, shoulders as they turned. And he thought they were very similar. Mind you, I'm not a high jump coach, so I don't know what would be super similar. However, I know that as a writing teacher, There are things that are really close together in skill, and one might not necessarily affect the other, but when you can tell that without this one thing, nothing else is really going to matter. That's when you know, it's the thing that you need to support your writer in um, improving. So now if I go back to this trainer, he has chosen what Kelly needed, but then he had to teach it to her, right? He had to show her how to do it. So here comes the demonstration. The coach stood there showing her what part of the jump he was referring to and exactly how her legs should be positioned. And he had her try it. And I'm going to go through this a little bit because it kind of goes back and forth. He had her try it and he noticed, nope, that, that really didn't change anything. And so he decided instead of having her run from all the way back, he was going to move her up closer to the bar. So she just had to take a few steps and practice this little jump, not trying to get higher over the bar. She's just trying to get this positioning right. And so he had her do that and it got a little bit better. Um... He talked to her, asked her if she was, you know, feeling the difference. She wasn't. So they tried it again. Then when she went back to her full height or sorry, full distance, because she didn't stay close to the bar for long, he noticed that it still wasn't quite there. He's like, oh, let me try. Let me try another tactic. So then he showed her a picture of a jumper who had their legs in the exact position that Kelly needs to have hers. He talked through it a little bit more, had her try it again. So here comes the demonstration, the practice and the feedback. So when we have chosen this, um, the skill or the strategy that's gonna help them teach the skill to our writers, well, we're gonna have to show it to them in some way. We're going to use a mentor text to be able to show them how the writer has done this. Now, if we're talking about stamina or how to um, deal with, you know, solving problems during writing time, that's a little bit different. It's a little more behavior, behavioral that you would have to teach them. I do understand that, but we want to show them then in some way. So if I want to show them, well, if I'm really stuck with, um, spelling, I'm going to use this tool. If I'm really stuck with, um, a way to get started, I'm just gonna, or a way to write a certain sentence. My strategy would be to try something out and then go back and revise. And so this is what I would do. So in some way you are showing them, it could be you actually doing, the thing, the strategy that you want to show. It could be a mentor text that is using the strategy. Um, it could be you using modeled writing that you have done before, but you want to show it to them and then you quickly want them to try it. So Callie was shown the shoulder width part and then he said, try it out right away. Right? You want to show them, you want them to try it. You want to see how they're doing with it. And then you want to give them feedback on it. Now this could happen several times, right? Callie still is not done. She's getting better at it, but she's not done. She would need to continue to practice and continue to get feedback. It's the same with our writers. If you see that they're still not quite getting it, maybe in that one short demonstration, you might need to demonstrate it in another way or save that for another time. But they need to see it. I'm sorry, I'm snapping my fingers. I don't know why, but they need to see it. They need to try it. They need to get feedback and they need to try it again. So one other thing I really noticed, and I I talked about it in our first episode um, for this little mini series here was that the coach knows that when the jumper is working on this one thing that he's asking them to do, they have to do it in the jump, you know, in the jump where they're doing everything else or trying to do everything else. We don't, the coach didn't take them away from the bar and have them, you know, write something down or, um, you know, try it out in some small way in another room. You know, they were always right there at the bar and jumping and they would go back and they would start from their distance and they would do their whole jump, which means that they're working on all of it, right? They're always working on their entire jump. They're just focusing more on this one piece that they know they need to work on. And that's the same for our writers. They're always writing. They're doing all the parts of writing, all the processes of writing, but they know that there's this one piece, this goal that they have where they're trying to improve a skill and they have strategies they are using for it, but they're still doing all the other things as well. And also what I notice is that when Callie was doing that jump, One of the things that she had worked on prior was not really going quite as well as it should because she was working on the new skill. So I'll explain that a little bit. One of the things that jumpers need to do is they run. They run and they make a little curve and their body needs to slant away from the bar in order to then make a nice curve over the bar. And she's been working on that. But it's very hard for her to continue to concentrate on something like that where that she doesn't have secure when she's now also trying to concentrate on what's next, which is that position of her legs. And I notice that all the time in writing. When students are, you know, learning so much all the time, and they might be have you know talked about and worked on another skill before whether it was just through a whole group instruction or maybe something you talked to them about and you know they've been you know trying it or working on it but every once in a while when we writers start to focus on something else another piece starts to lack, you know, it might be n- might not be done as well because it's not concentrated on as much. And that happens, but it will again, when they get more comfortable with the new skill, they will be able to focus more on the old. Um, so I think that happens in a lot of different um, areas of learning um, and it can certainly happen in writing. So it's not something to worry about. You just know that, yeah, maybe at some point they might need a little reminder, but they're going to need some time, you know, to focus on this thing that they're trying to um, improve upon. On. So teachers, I want you to think for a moment, like what is really standing out to you, um, as you know, an aha aha moment or something to hold on to as far as what this has made you think about, you know, thinking about the way this trainer was working with the jumpers and the way we want to work with our writers, what has really stood out? What's something that has clicked, um, maybe a little bit for you, I find one of the biggest things to kind of remember is that although we are always trying to move the bar, right? We're always wanting writers to improve. We know that everyone is at a different height in their writing. You know, everyone's bar is different and everyone has something different that they need to work on in order to move the bar. So even though that trainer might think, man, I think Callie should be jumping five, six right now, but her PR is five, three, I think maybe Uh, five, four, I don't even remember. Um, He knows though that she's not there yet he wants to get her there, but she's not there yet. And he has things to help her with in order to get her there. Right. And it's the same with our writers. We might think they should be at a certain spot, but they're not. And so we need to find the skills that are going to have the most impact in order to move them forward. And it's not going to be the same thing for everyone. And you know, I don't expect that when you're just trying to transform your writing instruction that you're going to be able to set all these specific goals for every writer. But I do think that it's so important and almost impossible to not teach writing with knowing how where your students are and what their bar is if you don't even know that then you're not going to have the right expectation um you know you can't have all the kids jumping over the same bar height it's not going to work and so the way that you choose to instruct them whole group small group or even when you go and you know and check in on them as they're working you need to know where they are you need to know their bar height you need to know their approach you need to understand who they are as writers in order to help them move forward. So I think the first step is finding the bar height, letting them independently write so that you can see what it is that that they need and observing them and questioning them to see what it is they need. So you can try to identify what's most important, even if you think about it as a class. You know, most of my students are missing this, or half of my students are missing this and half of them are missing that. And that's, you know, about half, I know it won't be perfect. Um, And then that's what you can kind of focus on in a lot of your lessons. So I really hope this has been helpful. I would absolutely love to hear what your biggest takeaways are or how this has helped you. And please share online to others about how teaching writing is like coaching the high jump. again. I am so happy to have had you listen in again today. I would like to ask a little favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, could you take a moment to go wherever it is that you listen and write a review and tell others what you find um, so great about these episodes? I would love to be able to share it with more teachers to help them in their writing instruction just as hopefully I've been helping you. Thank you so much.